Happy Sunday, everybody. Welcome to week two of our podcast. I'm here with Ian today. Ian, week two. How's it feel to finally make it to this point? Well, I think it's pretty good. I mean, I think it was a great first week of football. Um, looking forward to some big games this week, uh, especially Ravens-Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of surprising stuff that I saw in week one around the entire league, so I'm excited. Yeah, all right. We will start with the week's game predictions. We'll start with uh, San Francisco at Philadelphia. Um, I was really – both teams week one, uh, what? Philadelphia scored 32 on – I mean, not that it's much of a flex, but they scored 32 in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And then San Francisco won on Detroit. I mean, those are really impressive defenses, but when you put up big numbers like that on the scoreboard, it's always pretty impressive. Um, San Francisco, their defense, they have a solid defense. While Philadelphia, their defense is sort of somewhere in the middle. But really, I don't think the defenses are going to be a factor in this game. I think... Um, the bigger factor is going to be the offenses. Uh, Jalen Hurts showed his potential in week one. He got Devontae Smith involved. Um, boy, he went like five for 58 in a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, Miles Sanders and even, what, Keith, Keith Gainwell, he impressed in week one. He had a touchdown from like the six-yard line. And then for the San Francisco team, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo played really well. Debo Samuel went crazy. He had a career game, what, 185 yards Something and two like touchdowns. Yeah. Um, just both these teams are really impressive. I think it's going to be an offensive shootout, and I'm going to take Philadelphia by five, 32-27. Yeah, I think you bring up the, the fact that San Francisco's defense is good. You know, they're not a bad defense, but it didn't look that way in week one. I mean, you're playing against Detroit – and the amount of yardage they let up, I think it was the most yard, uh, the highest yardage allowed uh, somewhere up there for all offenses uh, in week one. It was just really interesting to see Detroit make make a game in the second half. Um, it didn't look like they was going to turn into that. But San Fran honestly let up. I don't know if they're going to be able – they're not going to be able to let that happen against Philadelphia and get away with a win. It's not going to happen. Um, but I did like the way that their offense looked. Raheem Mostert went down early in the game, and even before that, he wasn't, you know, they were still splitting. I don't think losing him is that big of a game. I think it's interesting, or that big of an issue. Uh, I think they just recently announced Elijah Mitchell will be carrying the load uh, in that backfield, but I think they've said that about all their running backs over the years, and I don't really know. At some point. Yeah, that's not going to, I don't know how that's going to work out. I mean, you got Jeff Jeff Wilson, Trey Sermon, Elijah. I just, I don't know at that point. Um, I did like the way Philly looked at, uh, on offense. Miles Sanders, uh, I expect to have another – I mean, he had a big game in terms of yardage. I don't think he was able to come out of that game with a touchdown, though, which uh, affected his fantasy status. But they included him, and he had four or five receptions. They were you know, um, using him out of the backfield for some short passes. Um, and I don't know. I think I like the way that this matchup is going to turn out. I think I agree with you. It's going to be an offensive showdown. I am also going to take Philly. I'm going to take them 31 to 27. Yeah, Miles Sanders with 20 touches last week. Yep. Uh, over 100 yards, all purpose. He had 113, but he did not get in the end zone. But nonetheless, he still had a good day. All right, next game Dallas at uh, the Chargers. Andy. I like this game. Well, <clears throat> both teams. 
had a somewhat interesting matchup, I think, week one. I, I They both played some good defenses, obviously. Justin Herbert uh, went in, I think, over 300 yards passing and a touchdown. But then you throw in the fact that he had an interception and a fumble. They still come out with the win. Austin Eckler got himself a touchdown. Keenan Allen was getting his receptions. But there was nothing there explosive for that team. And I understand you're playing the Washington football team, who's, you know, a top five defense in the NFL, arguably top three. Um, I honestly can't wait to see how they go against Dallas, who isn't that great of a defense. I think personally they're a little – I mean, I think they're a little bit less than what people rate them at. I know they're a little bit middle of the pack, but I don't think they're – uh, top 15 in the NFL in terms of defense. You just lost DeMar- uh, Demarcus Lawrence. I think that's going to be a little bit easier for Austin Eckler, who in real life isn't the greatest rush, uh, rushing running back. Um, but I think it's a little bit easier for him to get through the line, a lot less pressure with that big uh, defensive end coming off the edge. I think Herbert's going to have a good game. I mean, 300 yards is still 300 yards regardless of what defense you're playing. But the fact that he threw that interception and had that fumble, the the two turnovers are going to be the issue against a a lesser defense in Dallas. Dallas looked good week one. You know, uh, Tampa let up a lot of uh, yardage to Mm -hmm. wide receivers there. Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, even Michael Gallup before going down had some good – some good plays and some good way to get down the field. Dak with over 400 yards, uh, three touchdowns, I believe it was. It just that was a great offensive game for um, Dallas. But the the thing that everybody's going to bring up is how Ezekiel Ezekiel Elliott is going to play out against uh, this poor Chargers defense. So we'll see how that plays out. I think I'm going to have to take Dallas in this one, but I'm going to take them in a little bit higher of a scoring affair. I'm going to take them 34 to 27. We were a bit underwhelmed by this Chargers offense week one. Mm-hmm. Um, Herbert played really mediocre. He had, yeah, as you mentioned, two term- turnovers, uh, threw a pick, and then that questionable fumble. But nonetheless, at the end of the day, they still end up with the ball. So yeah. <clears throat> I feel like um, Herbert's definitely going to have room to improve. Uh, neither, of these, neither of these defenses are really good at all, and especially looking at the secondaries. Both these secondaries are not good. Are absolutely awful. Um, and then you add two quarterbacks who aren't afraid to throw the ball downfield and throw 50 times a game. Um, and that, I think, is going to result in a high-scoring affair because really just both, both quarterbacks get a really easy matchup with each other. And uh, – I'm looking at a high-scoring affair. Um, as you mentioned, Eckler, he really isn't the best Russian guy, but uh, Dallas isn't the Marcus Lawrence. That'll be very important. Uh, I'll be really watching closely to see if Ezekiel Elliott can bounce back this week. Um, big struggles week one. It seems like um, that Dallas offense is trying to get Tony Pollard involved more and more. And um, I'm also going to like to see if the Chargers can get Eckler involved in a receiving game. Didn't have a single reception in 48 Justin Herbert pass attempts in week one. So I think these are all going to be important factors. But nonetheless, I have a high-scoring game and a one-point game, 31-30 to Dallas. <clears throat> all right, moving into the last game, we have Tennessee at Seattle. I'll start this one. I – uh. You know, we saw Tennessee, they absolutely disappointed week one. The mm-hmm. Cardinals really just dominated. 
Um, the card, what, 38 to 13, something like 13 that? 13 to, yeah, I don't even know the score. It was a blowout. It was a blowout. Um, Seahawks had two possession win to the Colts. Um, Russ played really well, found Lockett twice for a touchdown. Um, both these defenses, once again, they're sort of things. But I don't think either of these offenses are going to be really high-powered either this game. Um, Tannehill, he's he's uh, he's one of the better QBs in the National Football League, but mm-hmm. that's not really what he showed last week. And that Cardinals defense, and especially that secondary, it's really not a great, not a great secondary, not a great defensive unit combined. Um, with Tennessee, I feel like it's really going to be interesting to see if they can involve Derrick Henry. Um, last week really didn't have a good game script. And when these Titans can't get their run game rolling, I feel like it really just goes downhill from there for them. Derrick Henry really, I feel like, makes this offense, although you do have Julio and A.J. Brown on the edge. Um, They didn't play much of a factor. Actually, well, A.J. Brown did score a touchdown, but Julio didn't play much of a factor last week. And uh, between Seattle and their offense and Tennessee and the struggles they've shown, I think it's going to be somewhat on the lower scoring end of the spectrum. I'm going to take Seattle 24-17. Yeah, I think I'm going to take Seattle in this game, too. I like the way their offense looked. Chris Carson came out with 113 yards uh, from scrimmage, uh, or all-purpose yards. Got a little bit involved in the receiving game. I think he had four receptions for, like, 20 yards or whatever. But he just missed that 100 yards rushing. Uh, But the big issue for him was that he didn't get a touchdown uh, for, you know, for fantasy. Uh, But for Seattle or for Seattle in the passing game, you know, you included Tyler Lockett, you included DK Metcalf, um, and they had, they had a good game. You know, obviously they weren't going up against the, the worst defense in the NFL. You know, the, the Colts had a good year last year. I expected them to put up a fight, but they honestly didn't put up a great fight against yeah. Seattle last week. Um, and I think it's just going to get easier for them against Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee looked poor against the Cardinals, who, you know, by all standards, aren't that best on defense at all. Um, so I think that a big thing for the Titans is that they are going to have to use Derrick Henry a lot more than they did last week. Seattle's defense, you know, in the air, obviously isn't that great. Same with Tennessee, not that great up front either. And, uh, I don't know. I feel like Tennessee just has to switch it up and go to their, uh, star running back. If they're going to have a chance at winning this game, I think Seattle's going to come out on top though. I'm going to take them 27 to 21. Very interesting. All right, moving into our bold and bust predictions of the week. I'll start with my first one. I went with two quarterback predictions for bold and bust. Mm-hmm. But um, first bold prediction, it's it's pretty bold. Um, I have Dak Prescott surpassing a big 500 passing yards. Okay. Uh, what? Did he do it? Let's see. I think he did it once last year. Yep. He and did now, it once last year. He did it last year against the Cleveland Browns. He had 502. I feel like less of a little prediction would be sitting around like 450 yards. But from what he's shown last week, that could have been easily achievable. Yeah. And you add a worse secondary. Um, and then Dax just – he's got all these weapons. Uh, if needed, he's got Zeke and Potter out of the backfield. 
Uh, CeeDee Lamb, he caught like a 20-something yard touchdown. He's got Amari Cooper. He caught two. Uh, Gallup will not be playing. He is injured. And always Zach Martin's a bit of a problem for them. But uh, Dak's just going to – he's going to sling the ball. That's what he's going to do. If it means Ezekiel he gets six touches or six carries, and so be it. Because Dak yeah. Prescott is going to lead this offense for the most part in the year. I do want to see them get Zeke a little – not this game because I think Dak will go over 500 yards. Yeah, my first bull necessarily have anything to, to do with an individual player. I think our Sunday night football game is going to be a great game. I think it's going to result in a shootout. Mm-hmm. I think the Ravens' defense uh, was poor last week. Um, that little goal line stand that they had in overtime showed me that this defense is capable of playing a full 60 minutes at their full best, mm-hmm. that they will go through. They will get their turnover regardless of injuries. I love the way Patrick – obviously, Patrick Queen had a couple mistakes. That little – this interesting truck on Hunter Renfro in the middle of nowhere is like <laughs> very interesting to me. So maybe there's a discipline factor going on here. We also had a pass interference that brought him into the red zone, I think later in the game. Um, but I like the way that some of, you know, some of these guys played on defense, specifically Patrick Queen. I had a couple of plays that I saw from him. Um, one particular play, he went up, dropped back. He faked dropping back into coverage and just bolted through the line. Yeah. I mean, it took him two seconds to travel 10 yards to get to Derek Carr and sack him. I mean, it was, it was beautiful. One of the better plays that I, I saw defensively uh, week one by any team. It was a great play. Uh, the issue with him is work on pass coverage. Uh, but nonetheless, I do think the Ravens' defense can hold um, some better teams. But I just don't think it's going to happen yet. I think it's going to take a couple weeks to get there, maybe get some uh, some people to fill in the little bit of holes that we have. And it's especially not going to happen against Kansas City. Then again, I think Baltimore offense might come out and put up some points on the board. Nonetheless, mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a shootout. I'm going to have the Chiefs starting the season at 2-0 with a 34-31 to win. Very, very interesting. What was that? 60, sorry, 65 what, points. The bold prediction, 65 points. That's up there. I think, yeah, the Ravens, they're going to have to score big because this Chief off, Chiefs offense really – they can is also going to score. They can be neutralized, but they can't be slowed down. Wow. All right. Moving into the bus predictions for the week, I'll let you go first for this one. Okay. So, bus prediction. This is honestly like a bold in my bus prediction, if I'm going to be completely honest with you. Mm-hmm. I think the Saints offense is going to this week. I think the Saints offense going up against Green Bay, putting up what, 34 points or whatever it was. 30. 38, whatever it was, is not going to happen against Carolina. Yes, Carolina. Hey, divisional matchup. I know we talk about it all the time, but a divisional matchup is always interesting. These coaches always know somewhat of each other's plan. You know, there's always some kind of fight, whether it's a 1-12 team versus an undefeated team or a, you know, two even teams, you know, that are fighting for first in the division. It doesn't matter who's playing. Um I think the Saints offense is going to really underperform. I don't think Jameis Winston is going to have a bad game. Like, I don't think he's going to have, like, four turnovers and no touchdowns. But I, I don't think they're going to be able to win this game. I think the Panthers are going to win it 24-17. to All right. Very, very interesting. Saints offense, they did look very explosive last they week. They did. It'll be interesting to watch Kamara versus McCaffrey, two running backs, very similar guys, except McCaffrey. Yep. McCaffrey catch, well, likely out. 
out-receive Kamara because that's just what he does. But Kamara is yeah. def- definitely a big threat out of the backfield. All right. My bus prediction. We saw what happened last year with the Bills versus the Dolphins, what, week 17? It was an absolute blowout. Uh, Tua played awful. And, you know, he has that matchup again against Buffalo, who's, I'd say, even after the week one loss, uh, Buffalo is definitely still the superior team. And let's see, last year, Tua against Buffalo. Yeah, here we go. 361 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. Mm. Uh, turned the ball over three times. And uh, I really don't see him getting anything. I feel like, <laughs> Pat, last week too, I feel like I'm just a Tua hater at this point. Last week I was betting against Tua. And although, actually my score prediction was pretty close, um, they did score 17 points and they won. So at the end of the day, it wins a win. But once again, yeah. I don't see – I don't really see two having many great individual performances this year um, against his Bills team. Although he did pass high last year, I feel like he's not going to have that same opportunity um, playing that far from behind. But I do feel like it's going to be one of those games where Tua goes less than 225 pass yards against Buffalo. Ugh. I've just <laughs> – <laughs> what? Yeah. No, I, I don't have anything. No, yeah, I wonder. To say. I, wonder I could be argued either way against Tua. I wonder if there's going to be a week this year where my boss prediction isn't against Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving into our boom prediction player of the week, uh, I'll start off with Corey Davis. Uh, big game last week. Uh, he was first on the team with targets. He, him, and Braxton Barrios both had seven on the day. Uh, Corey Davis caught two touchdowns, and he was much bigger in yardage. Um, Wilson found him on that long touchdown, yep. something yards. Really rolling right. Week. Rolling right. Corey Davis was just about wide open. Um, he's really the number – he's clearly the number one guy on this offense. Um, he's going to get the top target share, and Zach Wilson uh, seems to be comfortable throwing the ball to him. Um what they face? They face. They face the Patriots, I believe, this week. Um, J.C. Jackson, you know, he's a solid cornerback, but I just feel like Corey Davis, as this number one guy, he's going to continue to keep producing, and I have him having another great week against New England. Yeah, against New England. Yeah, I can see that happening. Uh, my first game prediction is going to be Miles Sanders. I think he, obviously he had a great game last week. The issue for him, fantasy-wise, was no touchdown. I know I brought that up. San Francisco allowed way too much to happen from a, a, a rather a rather mediocre to awful, you know, Detroit offense. I know that offensive line is, you know, better than a lot of offensive lines in the NFL. DeAndre Swift um, and Jamal Williams, right, that's his name, came out and both put up great numbers. Um, uh I think before that game, they said Jamal Williams was a starter, and then it was like, what? I think DeAndre Swift had more um, out of that receiving game, though. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I think uh, their defense uh, didn't capitalize off that, and I think it's going to be the same thing against Philadelphia this week. I think Miles Sanders will be able to get a touchdown. I think he'll still be able to be included in that receiving game out of the backfield and get, all you know, let's say over 100 yards all-purpose uh, from receiving and rushing combined. So I think it's going to be a good week for Miles Sanders. 
All right, my second one will be Najee Harris. Um, you have a tough Bills team. Uh, they have a pretty, pretty sort of middle rush defense. You know, first game, you're still, although some of the rookies didn't really have this problem, you're still sort of shaking off some nerves and anxiety and rust and stuff like that. Because, you know, college is just real, or NFL is really just 100% a different experience from college football. Much uh, faster paced. Uh, you got much more, much bigger linebackers running at you. You know, just even stuff like that. Uh, Raiders this week, the Ravens, uh, although Latavius Murray really didn't, the Ravens ran well yeah. against the Raiders. Uh, Tyson Williams, nine rushes, 65 yards, I think, and a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, Lamar, he Really explosive. We rushed really well, despite a lot of pressure against him. Um, I feel like Najee Harris is going to have a good week. You know, we know Ben Roethlisberger. He likes to get the ball out quick and just make those short passes. Um, I think that definitely will help Najee Harris over the over this year. And for, for I believe this will be Roethlisberger's last year with the Steelers if they don't make the playoffs. Yeah. But, if he does stay the years going forward, I think that'll definitely impact Najee Harris going forward also. Uh, you got a good matchup this week. Um, I feel like this is this is going to be a really interesting game to watch, and I think Najee Harris will make an impact as a lead guy. All right, my second guy is going to be uh, Zeke, believe it or not. And I kind of waited. I know that you went out and said um, that Dak you know, is going to have a big game. I think they both could have a big game. By boom, I don't mean 200 yards, three touchdowns. You know, I mean like compared to last week. Obviously, what the nine touch or the what, however many touches he had, it was just it was a bad game for Zeke. Um, and I think he's going to have a lot more this week. I think he is going to be able to get through the Chargers' uh, weak defense. I'd say give him a touchdown, give him 100 total yards, and I, what do you consider that a boom? I mean, I, I, I think he's going to have a good game this week. Um, that doesn't mean Dak isn't. I'm not taking away from your, boom, your first boom prediction, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm, or bold prediction or whatever. But I do think I have to give Zeke a chance this week. Uh, yeah, if, you have to, if you have to guess, what percent of snaps do you think Najee Harris played last week? I can't. I honestly, I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't really watch that game. I don't know if he was I'm just lower saying, or even, even if you didn't watch, okay. Um, fifty. Hundred percent of snaps. He was a hundred percent of snaps. Hundred percent of snaps. He did not leave the field for a single offensive snap. Wow. Despite having guys like Benny Snell. Oh, okay. Constantly came in behind James Conner. Uh, I mean, it's. I'm really surprised to not see those backups rotate in at least a few times. Especially because he's a rookie. Yeah, especially in the past years we've seen, or even last year we saw Anthony McFarlane and Benny Snell. They'll get in a decent amount by James Conner, who he could catch the ball in the backfield too. He was a three-down James Conner was awful. When he was was okay. I know what you mean. (laughs) Final boom prediction, Cortland Sutton. And this sort of just boils down to come on. Shut up. It sort of just boils down to the fact that he's the he's the main guy now. Uh Jerry Judy with the ankle 
ankle sprain, high ankle, whatever. High ankle sprain, high ankle. yeah. Yeah. Um, who do they play? The Jaguars this week? Yeah. Um, it's just, I just said this, but it comes down to him just being the main guy there. Um, I really liked him before they brought in Judy as that number one guy. He was consistent, uh, did suffer that season-ending injury last year. But um, he's a really consistent guy. He can be your safety blanket. He can go up and get a ball. He can really do – he can do a lot from that wide receiver spot. Yeah. Uh, he's the main guy. No, well, I keep saying he's the main guy, obviously. Uh, he does have Tim Patrick and KJ Hamler around him. Ooh, scary. But, yeah. Teddy Bridgewater, <laughs> I feel like, he's definitely going to favor towards Sutton. He's yeah talented, and now he's the big guy there. So, for the next four to six weeks – I would put Gordon Sun in my lineup every time. Yeah, I hope that's not the case, though. Kind of depending on the guy I'm playing, I'm kind of depending on his lineup to bust, like, every single player. I'm playing Riley. Oh, you are. Yeah. And for some reason, our matchups are both, like, absurd. Like, we're we're about to both score, like, 200. Like, that's just how easy our matchups are. Well, I, it's I like had easy matchups and I scored one forty eight. Yeah, I know. Unpredictable. Yeah, yeah. I know. Right, um, one? my last one is gonna be Calvin Ridley. He still had a game last week, just missed the touchdown. Um, and I, I think some people, I know, like my uncle asked me, he told me that he's considering starting Jarvis Landry over Calvin Ridley because Landry's playing Houston and Odell's out. Like. No, Calvin Ridley's still a top five fantasy wide receiver, you know, at the end of things. And he's still going to get his targets. He's still going to get his catches. And let me remind you of something that Tampa Bay allowed the most yardage to wide receivers last week. And I know it's week one. I know it's just coming off the offseason. I know it was freaking Dallas. I understand that. But allowing that much to Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, and even Michael Gallup, like I said before he went down, and who'd they lose? They lost Murphy Bunting, right? Uh, yes, he had that arm injury. Yeah, that gruesome. Yeah. I, either way, I, I don't understand how anyone is losing faith in Calvin Ridley. I don't understand how anybody loses faith in anyone after one week unless they get injured. But what I am saying is that Calvin Ridley is going to have a good game. He's going to have one of his better games of the season, and I'm going to leave that sentence out there. I think Tampa is a good defense. We all know that, but I still think Calvin Ridley is a better wide receiver. Give him a touchdown. Give him 100 yards. Give him 10 receptions, whatever you want to say. But I definitely think this is going to be a great game for Calvin Ridley. All right, moving to the last segment, uh, our week one overreactions uh, statements off only this Week one, it could be true by the end of the year, but it's not likely. I'll start. Uh, my first overreaction is the Steelers are one of the teams that could pull ahead and win the AFC North. Um, defense, and this is less about the offense and more about how good that Pittsburgh defense is. Um, they absolutely dominated what was considered to be a top three offense last year. Um, Josh Allen. Stefan Diggs, uh, they were really all just neutralized and sort of not even neutralized. They were, like, stopped. Watching, it was just, I really can't explain it because it's so unexpected. I don't think many people expected the Bills at home to play Pittsburgh and score 16 and then lose by seven in week yeah. one. Um, 
this Steelers team, I'm, I'm sort of a bit nervous that they could be a third team in the running and make it more difficult for the Ravens to win this division. Um, the offense, it's just, it's just there. They'll give you enough points to win if your if the defense plays well enough. Uh, defense like forces turnovers. The block punt was big. Uh, Pittsburgh scored what sixteen points offensively, and then they scored two points or not two points. They scored seven on the special teams. Um, Man. The offenses, they can match some of the mid-tier offenses, but it's really going to come down to if this defense can play like they did against Buffalo consistently. And if they do, I think they have a good chance in running in the North. All right. My first overreaction is regarding people all of a sudden saying the Eagles are division contenders. Yeah. They're not. They're, they're just not. I do not think that they are division contenders. Now, are they a 4-13 and 13 team? No, I don't think that they're that bad. I'm not saying that. But this NFC East division all of a sudden got better. I, I, I don't know how or why I'm saying that. But for some reason, in my mind, I can see, based off of week one, if this is all played – well, week two, obviously, for the football mm-hmm. team already – but if this has played the same way throughout the entire year, I, I feel so stupid saying this. I could see two NFC East teams making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I could see the football team and Dallas making the playoffs. That yeah. excludes Philly. I do not think Philly is equal to Dallas or the football team on all aspects of the game. Do I think that they suck? No, they are not New York. Okay, They're, they're okay offensively. You know, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott out of that backfield whoever that other guy that they had. Um, Jalen Rager, I, I think he wasn't in week one, though, was he? I um, didn't see him. Or maybe he, j- maybe he just didn't have I didn't have anything. I don't know. I think he'll end up coming out a little bit better throughout the year. I like the way Devontae Smith played. I like the way Jalen Hurts played. But that's the issue. People are already saying, oh, Jalen Hurts is awesome. He's going to lead the team to a division title. I don't think that that can happen. I'm going to take back my word by saying Jalen Hurts is not that great. I think he showed me a little bit last week, and I expect him to do that consistently throughout the year. But I don't think that they are division contenders over the Washington football team and the Dallas Cowboys because they're just not equal to them on any Mm -hmm. aspect of the ball. Second overreaction I have is that the Packers end with a losing record. Um, after what we saw week one, that was awful. Um, Rodgers threw two picks. Even he played so bad, there are conspiracies going around that he's attempting to hmm. boycott up. the league or yeah. boycott the the uh, his yeah. team. Yeah, he's just trying to mess up his team and just send them into oblivion. Um, you know, this pack. We know the Packers' defense isn't good. I mean. They do give up 38 points, but a lot of it's off of Rodgers' turnovers. Yeah. Um, I Do I think the pa- – well, that's sort of the entire point. I think the Packers will end with maybe a 9-8, and 10-7 record, even 11-6. and six, But um, wouldn't a solid overreaction right now be the Packers end with the losing record after watching them lose 38-3? to three? Yeah, to Jameis Winston. Um, if I'm a Packers fan, I do have concern, but I wouldn't have too much because we know as long as Aaron Rodgers isn't purposely trying to sell the team, 
Um, he should find some success this year. He's an MVP last year. I don't yeah. think you drop off that quickly. Um, if he does bad against the Lions this week, then concern level raises by about five times. Yeah. Because you play Detroit. Yeah. And you play him two times a year. And yeah. it's like play Detroit yeah. at home. Yeah, I know what you mean. That would be um a bit of a concern. But yes, my second reaction is the Packers end with a losing record. I also have an issue with people making these things after one week. Mm-hmm. Can we wait a little bit? Like, can we wait until, like, week five and be like, oh, wow, the Packers are, you know, one and four. The Packers are two and three. Aaron Rodgers is, like, mediocre right now. Maybe they end up with a losing record. Yeah, but it's it's week one, I, or it's going into week two. I don't think that there's really anything you can judge off. I need to see at least two weeks of football first. My second overreaction is going to be that Jameis Winston is an MVP candidate. And I hate it. I hate it so much when somebody comes out and says, ooh, this guy's an MVP candidate after one week. I hate it. I hate it so much. He played the Packers. I want you to go out and name me five defensive players on the Packers that would ever be a pro bowler in their career. Mm -hmm. Ever. There's not more than two. I mean, you could argue, obviously, Jair, but you could maybe argue... No, you know what? You can't, you can't argue anyone. There's no one. It's Jair. That's really the only guy out of that secondary, in my opinion. And that, that, that's an issue. That's an issue for the Packers' defense. Their defensive front is not great either by any standpoint. Um, but Jameis Winston, I, I can't like deny it, had a, had a great game. I mean, he had a, a great game, honestly. And do I think that he's like returning to that 30-30 form or like that uh, awful – you know, quarterback in Tampa. No, I think he's definitely improved. And I think that's why he's starting in new Orleans right now. That's why he had a great game last week, winning 38 to three, but that that's the issue here. I don't think once again, you can't judge off of one week. And once again, I just think there's, there's better options. There's better guys in the NFL that are going to win MVP. You got Kyler Murray, uh, uh, Josh Allen, you got Patrick Mahomes, you got, I hate to say you got Tom Brady as an MVP candidate. That's just how that works now. Lamar Jackson, if he somehow turns his team around and keeps, you know, playing the way he does because he is a threat, MVP candidate. Justin Herbert, if he improves himself and continues to last year's numbers, MVP candidate. Jameis Winston can't be an MVP candidate. I just don't think it can happen. If somehow the Saints go 17-0 and and he has, like, 50 touchdowns and 10 interceptions and, you know, 5,000 yards – Maybe Jameis Winston is an MVP candidate, but it's just, it's not going to happen. I don't think that there's any way that you can judge that off of one week. And there's just so many better offensive firepowers in the NFL. All right. That will end our week two podcast. It will be very interesting to watch you games unfold today. I feel like we have a lot of good games today. <clears throat> um, 49ers, Eagles. I feel like that's, even though. It may not be two teams with high records. It's going to be a good game. We have Seattle, Tennessee. We have, let's see, we have Ravens, Chiefs, obviously. Yep. Oh, dear God, do I hope we win this game. Even San Fran, Philly is a cool game to watch. Yeah. Dallas, uh, Los Angeles, cool game to oh, yeah. watch. Oh, that's going to be a shootout. Uh, Rams, Indianapolis. Yeah. I think Vegas, Pittsburgh is going to be an interesting yeah, game. Yeah, I agree. But nonetheless, Browns, Texans. Will, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Will, I'm joking. I, Texans are going to win. 
I feel I, that hey, will, hey. Who knows? <clears throat> that will conclude our week two podcast. We will see you next week for week week Jesus. We will see you next week for four week, week three. three. There we go. Until then, have a good Adios. Sunday. Adios. Have a good Sunday, everybody.